A recent study is of special interest to expectant parents. It reveals that the more a baby weighs at birth, the greater the odds they'll have a childhood food allergy or eczema. Here with more, InfoTrack's Gina Tedesco. Gina? Thanks, Chris. Joining us now is Dr. Kathy Gatford from the University of Adelaide's Robinson Research Institute. Dr. Gatford, do we know why a higher birth weight is linked to a higher risk of suffering from childhood food allergy or eczema, the skin condition? No, we don't. And really, where we started was one step back from that, which is that we didn't really know whether that relationship existed in humans or not. And so that's what our study really adds to the field. Your study found that for every kilogram, or roughly 2.2 pounds, of additional birth weight, there were substantial increases in risks of childhood allergies. What were these increases? What we saw was that for each kilo increase in birth weight, and it's important that we were correcting for gestational age, so we were really interested in how well the baby was growing, whether it was growing to its full potential, rather than whether it was heavy or light at birth because it was preterm or at different weeks of gestation. So for each kilo increase in birth weight, we found a 44% increase rate of food allergy in children and a 17% higher rate of eczema also in children. Is there a birth weight that seems to be associated with a quote-unquote normal risk of childhood allergies? No, it was actually a continuous relationship. So there's no safe zone if the parent thinks, well, my child's only six pounds, that should be fine. They shouldn't feel that way? There's no cutoff at which there's a sudden change in the risks of food allergies. So I think the message for parents is really if a baby's got multiple risk factors, so not just being relatively heavy at birth, but things like a family history of asthma or allergy and having been delivered by caesarean section, that that's when they know that there's a series of risks for that child and they should be doing things to try and reduce that child's risk of developing allergy. Oddly enough, there is no risk in a certain type of allergy. Is there not hay fever? Do we know why? No, we don't know why. We are limited to a certain extent in the evidence that we've got. There weren't as many studies in allergic rhinitis as there were in some of the other allergies. From the evidence that we were able to find, we don't know yet whether being relatively small at birth is protective against allergies that only develop in infants and that you lose that protection as you get older or whether there's a long-term effect of having different growth rates before birth on your risk of allergies, even into adults. What percentage of people around the world suffer from allergies? It depends on which allergy you're looking at, but if you look at all of the allergic diseases, so eczema, hay fever, food allergy, and asthma, it's estimated to affect maybe 30 to 40% of the world's populations, and the problem is it's increasing. Do we know why it's going up? No, but the fact that it's changing so quickly really does point to things that are happening in early life and the environmental factors as opposed to genetics, because our genetics hasn't changed over that time frame. You've mentioned in your report the environmental exposure around birth. What kind of environmental exposures are we talking about? This particular study was looking at fetal growth, so how heavy a baby is relative to when it was born. But there are a whole lot of other risk factors, so things like the maternal diet, whether the child is exposed to pets early in life, how the child is fed early in life, as I said earlier, caesarean section, and of course the family history of having a risk of allergy. What about expectant mothers taking, say, prenatal vitamin D or probiotics? Do any of these work? There's no evidence at the moment that those affect the risk of allergy in children. 
Certainly the evidence that the Australian societies have looked at suggests that one of the best things that you can do is breastfeeding your child, introducing solids not before four months of age. And when you do introduce food, not avoiding those foods that are associated with food allergies. So unless your child is already allergic to something like eggs or nuts, then including those in diets seems to induce a tolerant response. If you eat foods, it seems to train your immune system effectively to recognize those as safe rather than developing an allergic response to them. Are you aware of any allergy-related problems associated with a mother smoking, drinking, or using drugs during pregnancy? Certainly for smoking, that is an increased risk of allergy. It's particularly an increased risk for asthma in the children. So if mums are able to quit or reduce their cigarette use through pregnancy, that's only going to benefit the health of their child. So a healthy mother has the best chance of bringing forth a healthy baby. Absolutely. All right. Dr. Kathy Gadford, thank you for joining us today. Thank you. For InfoTrack, I'm Gina Tedesco. That's it for another weekly installment of InfoTrack. Our Internet services are courtesy of Pair Networks. Special thanks this week to InfoTrack contributors Gina Tedesco and Roy Mackey. Our executive producer is Randy Meyer, and I'm Chris Whitting. Thanks for joining us. We hope you'll be with us next time for another edition of InfoTrack.